Amna Usman Chowdhury, our resident blockchain expert in Dubai. How are you doing? Hi, Carla. I'm good, doing good. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Welcome to the OXBC podcast. Thank you. Glad to be here. Um, so for those around the world who uh, aren't aware of you or haven't met you before, could you just give us a little bit of a background into yourself and um, what you've done in the blockchain space so far? Yeah, sure. So although I'm in blockchain, my IT, uh, my background is not IT, it's more of economics. So I have a master's in financial economics and I have a CMA diploma in Islamic finance. And all my work experience is mostly economics as well. So I've done economic research on a World Bank project. I've taught economics. And basically around the end of 2017, I became interested in blockchain. And I was in the first cohort of the Oxford Blockchain Strategy Program by the University of Oxford. So there I got to meet a lot of nice people. And we uh, I became a co-founding member of the OXPC. And one of the um, exciting projects that I've done on um, in blockchain is called BlockClean. So what we did was we took the problem of plastic pollution and we decided to counteract it using blockchain. And we did that by incentivizing tokens to reduce, reuse, and recycle uh, plastic. So that was very good and fulfilling, and it really opened my eyes to the potential of blockchain. And of course, I live in Dubai, so that is the hub of blockchain at the moment. You know, Last year in Barcelona, it was awarded the uh, prestigious Smart City Award for yeah. all the work it's in blockchain. And it's been holding uh, some of the biggest gatherings in blockchain in the world. For example, last year, the Dubai Blockchain Future Summit attracted 12,000 plus people. So wow. I was lucky to attend that. And also just this Sunday, I was invited to the Smart Dubai Conference where I found out more what Dubai is up to on the blockchain front. So I'm excited to share that with everyone. Fantastic. So let's just um, circle back to the project that you did, uh, the recycling blockchain project. Are you still involved there? So this was about a year ago, and the project is in uh, consideration in Slovenia. Uh -huh. So because I'm in Dubai, so right now we're working on the Slovenia part, and then from there, you know, hopefully we'll like scale and let's see how it goes. Oh, fantastic. It strikes me as a kind of great uh, application for blockchain because of that sort of easy... Yeah way you can reward people with tokens. I mean, where, where does, apart from the sort of transaction, the transactional element of rewarding with tokens, where does the blockchain come in in the project? Is it is it kind of fundamental to how the project works or is it purely as a driver for sort of tokens I, in exchange? I think because uh, token incentivization is a main component. Mm. So we had three different tokens. So we had one for reducing plastic, recycling plastic and reusing plastic. So that really encourages people. And, you know, it's uh, blockchain has so many um, advantages as well, transparency, and you it's forever on the blockchain. So it really helps getting the project moving. And as you know, plastic pollution is a big problem. So yeah. I hear about the environment. So it was just a really nice thing to work on. Fantastic. I will keep an eye on the progress of that project sounds sounds great so on the ground in dubai i mean obviously we've heard a lot about how dubai is kind of the next big place for blockchain and, and technology in general what what's the feeling that you get there what's the vibe over there is it is that kind of a true statement or is it kind of more hype and and pr no actually it's really amazing like i attended the smart Dubai conference press conference on sunday this week and it uh, even though i'm in the block field actually hearing all the progress that Dubai has made 
It's really admirable. So the Dubai blockchain strategy basically was launched in 2016. And it was launched by the Crown Prince of Dubai. And it was, uh, the main aim was to make Dubai the smartest city using blockchain by 2020. And it has been implemented really well. And uh, there have been uh, papers written on it. There, it. It's actually very visible in the world, uh, in, in the city. So it's there have been a lot of case studies which I can get into and yeah. as we go forward, yeah. So it's, it's yes, you can see it. It's not just how. Is there, is there kind of less friction um, in terms of blockchain adoption over there? Because over here in, in Europe and in the UK as well, we've got tons of kind of friction with legislation and also just awareness and adoption. Is it, is it different over there? It is different. Uh, for example, um, you know, uh, I was talking to a friend in Europe like last year. And according to them, you know, people do take blockchain very negatively. It could be just, you know, of course, there's Switzerland, which is very pro-blockchain and a lot of other places which are pro-blockchain, but some cities and countries are not very into it. So uh, in Dubai, yes, because it was initiated by the government itself. So the crown prince of Dubai initiated the Dubai blockchain uh, strategy in 2016. And then the Total of Emirates, the United Arab Emirates, launched Emirates Federal Policy Blockchain Strategy 2021 by the Prime Minister of Dubai and the ruler, uh, Prime Minister of the UAE and the ruler of Dubai. So because it has such backing by the government and the government is very uh, pro-blockchain, so it's much easier over here. In fact, the government is putting up new strategies and new ways and encouraging people from all over the world and talent all over the world to come to Dubai and use it as a hub for blockchain. So because the vision of Dubai and the UAE is to be an industry leader in blockchain, so yes, they are. it's, it's easier here. They're attracting talent and everything. Yeah, it, it strikes me that the, the countries like Dubai that kind of take a, a lead from the top level in terms of adopting blockchain versus the countries <laughs> that have a bit of inertia. I feel yeah. like there could be a real split in the next sort of five or 10 years and we'll see kind of who gets left behind and, and who jumps too early. Would you recommend then, so for like a, a project maybe that's sort of based in Europe, project team based in Europe, would you recommend that they at least have a look into or think about setting up in Dubai instead? Uh, yes, I think Dubai has a very proactive pro-blockchain environment. So for example, I, I don't know about Europe because some areas in Europe, for example, Switzerland, they're also very pro-blockchain, right? Yeah. Some are not pro-blockchain, but uh, I know that uh, even though Canada itself is very uh, pro-blockchain, there's a company called EduChain, right? So it was based in, to, uh, in Vancouver, Canada, and it was trying to get, it was basically blockchain ed, on education. So mm -hmm. it was trying to get the Educational Ministry of Canada for a long time, but it didn't get through. So when the Dubai blockchain strategy was launched in uh, 2016, they decided to come to Dubai. And then yeah. they took part in the Dubai competition here, they won. And then the government started working with them instantly. You know, they took a, a risk on such a nascent technology. And now they have around... 200,000 students registered on EduChain and wow. uh, a lot of success stories. Do you know kind of what, in sort of real practical terms, besides obviously the support that you mentioned, what the incentives would be? Like, are there kind of, are there some financial incentives? Are there tax breaks? Are there, is it just easier because of the legislation being a bit more welcoming and non-obstructive? 
So as I mentioned, one of the main um, pillars of the three pillars is industry creation. Mm -hmm. So the government itself wants blockchain to be an industrial, uh, Dubai to be an industrial hub of blockchain. So there's a lot of incentives. And then there are a lot of startups who may not have the capital to, uh, you know, start up, but they have these great ideas. So the Dubai um, blockchain strategy is basically um, held by Smart Dubai and uh, Dubai Future Foundation. So Dubai Future Foundation runs competitions annually. So where all these people, individuals, companies, small startups can take part. And once, you know, they can showcase what ideas they have and if they win, they can actually work with the government. So it really, you know, that's how uh, EduChain also uh, came into being. That's how a lot of other companies, for example, Avanzo uh, Innovations also started working with, won this competition and then it started working with the Dubai government and then the UAE government as a whole. So yes, there are examples. Awesome. So looking at it from kind of the other perspective then, in terms of token sales and, you know, we've had some obviously really bad times with the ICO scams yeah. and stuff. Um, what kind of regulations are there in place to kind of prevent that? Right. So, you know, just now, because at the Davos World Forum, so it was announced by Smart the way that they're going to take more proactive measures in regulation and they've made some partnerships. So they're going to be more proactive in this regulation environment. So it is there, but because, you know, of all the ICOs and everything, it's a bit choppy, rough waters. But now they're actually taking a more stance. They've made some partnerships and they're going to make it more concrete over the next few months. Well, it seems a bit of a waste seeing this. You're an economic expert not to ask you some of the burning questions around uh, blockchain and Bitcoin and the economy, because that's an area that kind of really interests me as well. Over the last few days, or I guess few weeks, there's been kind of a bit of correlation in the market where people have been saying maybe people are finally starting to see Bitcoin as a safe haven asset because it's, it's been disconnected from the main what the main market's doing. What's your view, kind of, if you look five to 10 years in the future, how do you see Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies in general affecting the global economy? Okay, so I think now that the world is taking a bit more proactive approach, I would say that although cryptocurrency is a component of blockchain, it is just a small component of blockchain and it still has a lot of way to go. So I am not that focused on the cryptocurrency part. Mm. It will eventually in the future, not right now, you know, because there are still elements of regulation. In economics, you really need to have like proper regulation and everything. And that is kind of against, you know, the whole blo uh, blockchain and uh, the cryptocurrency world. So uh, once they sort that out, in, in a few months, it still has a long way to go, I think. But I know the Bitcoin price is probably going up because the halving is coming and everything. So Yeah, that's so, that's one of the possible. I mean, people Because the world economic, uh, you know, outlook at the moment, it's not as positive as, you know, I would like it to be. Hmm. So a lot of people are converting to cryptocurrency for safe havens, even though there's a lot of volatility there. So. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like we, you definitely see in places like Venezuela and stuff where you have hyperinflation, people are turning to cryptocurrency. But then there's the other side of it where people are sometimes desperate to apply a narrative. So you've heard, I've heard people saying that the coronavirus has caused a, a bit of an uptick in the Bitcoin uh -huh. price, which is, you know, yeah. 
<laughs> who knows? All right. So then blockchain in general, where do you see, if we take cryptocurrency specifically to one side, where do you see blockchain technology affecting, impacting the economy going forward? So I think that uh, because blockchain has so many advantages, it can also have a very great effect on reducing the ecological impact. So because it will save a lot of paper as well. If you have everything on a uh, database which is very trustworthy and immutable, so that would have a good uh, impact on the environment, which I am very passionate about. And in fact, the UAE is expecting to save, uh, save around 398 million printed paper documents annually through this blockchain implementation. Wow. So because there's so much going on in the world. There's like fires and sad stuff, fires in Australia, deforestation and all this stuff. So yeah, I think that is a very positive aspect of blockchain. And also, um, you know, there, there are some as some things which take a lot of your time that will really help decrease time so you can uh, people can focus on what's more important. For example, Smart Dubai, uh, th there's this um, specific case related to Dubai and UAE in general, where there's a settlements and reconciliations process. And it used to take around 45 days. And you'd go to one government office and then the other to verify this, that. And now you can uh, do it instantaneously in real yeah. time. So that's really impressive, like 45 days to like instant, you know, how much time saving that is. So uh, there are a lot of, you know, uh, digital flexibility uh, redu reduction of operational costs, accelerating decision-making processes. Uh, so there's a lot of uh, advantages of blockchain going forward in the future. So is that adoption happening now? Like the system you just mentioned, is that kind of available to use it's now? Plan, yeah. So uh, there was a report published on the Dubai blockchain and the UAE, all the fi findings that have already been implemented since it's 2020 now. And would you believe around 80% of the government entities, and there's like 40 plus government entities and 120 plus private organizations. So around 80% of them have already either implemented or in the process of implementing the blockchain. Wow. Only 20% are still in the starting phase. Yeah. So it's really good, you know, in just like three, four years, it's, because it started in the end of 2016, so it's really made a lot of steps forward. Yeah, yeah that's, that's fantastic. I mean, what, what is the roadmap in terms of, I mean, like how, how would you say, like in, by 2025, what's your kind of perception of where Dubai will be in terms of blockchain? So Dubai, because it's already, I think it would have fulfilled its vision of being an industry leader in blockchain because it has learned from investing, taking big risks, you know. Yeah. I was quite surprised at the big risks you, a government would take, but it has paid off and now it can teach other countries and cities uh, about all its learning and it can help the world move forward as well in blockchain and uh, just the positive aspects. And when I say this, let's remember that there are a lot of cases, but not every case is, you know, can be solved or improved with blockchain. So you have to be very specific. Okay, this is how a case which can really see improvement through blockchain. And the government has done that. You know, it has taken cases, studied, okay, this, it could improve little, but this, oh, this can really help. 
So it can help, uh, you know, be an industry leader in that sort of way. And uh, yeah, save a lot of money through the efficiency, government efficiency, and that can be diverted to better areas such as education and infrastructure and, you know, growth. So yeah, that's good. So it's looking really positive, the, the outlook in terms of adoption. I can see just from, from what's going on already, it's kind of, it seems kind of streets ahead. Yeah, because I think it's important considering that the world, um, you know, economy is not going as good as it should be going in the next, at least the outlook is not as bright for the next year or so for the whole world economy. So it's good that you, you know, save your costs and uh, save your resources and put it in the right places and uh, prepare ahead for the future better. So, yeah. Sound advice. So bring it back to you personally. Um, what are you up to now and who, like in terms of making use of the wider OXBC network, um, is there any kind of companies or people you'd be interested in connecting with? Okay, so, you know, um, we have a Telegram group and uh, I'm in uh, connection with a lot of people from OXB on LinkedIn as well. And everyone is so nice, you know, it would be lo uh, lovely to meet everyone. But I've been hearing the OXBC podcasts uh, with awesome. you and Katie as well. <laughs> and uh, I really liked, uh, uh, I think what, it was the second or the third podcast uh, on Triple O Games. So yeah, using that was good. Yes. Yeah. So I thought that was really interesting. You know, I grew up with brothers who were obsessed with playing video games. And I think it's really great thing to uh, put blockchain in there. So I think that would be something I would probably get in touch with and learn more about. Oh, fantastic. Well, um, we'll put your contact details up on, on screen for the video version. So if anyone wants to get in touch. Um, but obviously, of course, as you mentioned, there's the Telegram group and, uh, and LinkedIn. So don't be shy. Go ahead and, uh, and contact Amla if you're, if you're interested in talking about economics and Dubai and all things blockchain. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, it was great to speak to you and thank you so much for coming on and uh, have a wonderful time out there in Dubai and hopefully we'll, we'll speak again soon. Yes, it was lovely talking with you. Thank you for letting me discuss blockchain in Dubai and I hope everyone learned something from you. Yeah, I did. I certainly did. I, I knew I knew that I, well, I'd seen all of the kind of talk and the hype and the PR about Dubai, but because so you, you're not there. You know, or I'm not there. I don't know what it's like on the ground. So it's great to hear that it's actually living up to the reputation. Yeah, I know, because I always feel like, you know, I'm not in London. I'm missing out all the OXBC meetups. Well, we should host one in Dubai. Maybe you could host one. We'll give you a hand. That would be a good idea, definitely. Cool. Well, let's talk about that. We'll definitely, we'll sort something out. Yeah. Brilliant. Okay, well, thanks again for your time and uh, speak yeah. to you soon. I'm going to take care. Bye, thank you. Bye. Bye.